I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Your time is up. <laughs> that was good, though. Cool. That was really good. I can't even lie. That hey, was really good. This was coming hard today, yo. <laughs> Welcome to That Would Bang Podcast, a podcast where we talk, debate and banter about the content we watched that week. But it doesn't stop there. Not only do we discuss these shows, but we also come up with our own alternative storylines for them too. I'm your co-host, Adesi. And I'm your co-host, Patricia. And we hope you enjoy the show. Just a quick note, there might be a few spoilers in this episode, so beware. Otherwise, kick back, relax and enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of the That Would Bang podcast. My name is Adesi. And I'm Patricia Devere. And we are your hosts of the show. Um, Patricia and I met in university, we studied the same degree. And we had a radio show. We did. It's lit. It is lit. But we have a wonderful guest with us. He also attended university with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got, the, got there by the skin of my teeth. Got the skin by the skin of my teeth. <laughs> and his name is? Jerome, aka JT. Some people know me as the High Street Hunter. What else? Um, yeah, man, that's me. That's me. So, guys, what did you watch this week? Ladies first, so one of you two. Okay, Patricia, what did you watch this week? All right, so I tried to start watching The Queen's Gambit, and I did not like the first episode. I thought it was really boring. Okay. Um, so I'm currently watching Shit's Creek, which, I don't know, I keep comparing it to Modern Family, and it's just not, it's not living up to my expectations right now, but I'm going to keep going with it. I agree. To be honest, I didn't like Shit's Creek. I think it's, I I understand why people would. Just not a fan. Modern Family has my heart. Cam, uh, Phil, Dunphy, Claire, all of them amazing people, beautiful characters. Um, Queen's Gambit. I think you should watch it to the end. Just give it a chance. It's like eight episodes. Like what? What? Oh, is that it? Just that's one it. season. It's just one season. Wow. Literally. Pistol, you got nothing to lose. I'll be honest. I- I'll try it. Just because everyone keeps saying good things, so I'm gonna give it a little bit more time. But she's just playing chess in a basement with old men <laughs> I'm just like what the hell it she's fo- like taking bare pills yeah it follows her journey from life it, it, it talks about substance abuse okay not just sorry, taking can I bare just pills. ask you said it's in the 50 right 50s right? 50, yeah sorry mm. what pills were they taking in they didn't have Zans and um... tranquilizers <laughs> Tranqu- what so Tran- like oh they're basically taking Ket is it yeah because is that, that is? I heard um, Ket is that horse tranquilizer yeah like that basically <laughs> why are you looking at me <laughs> As if Patricia is like, I'm going to know. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, because they're like in an orphanage mm-hmm. and like all the girls are given, they're given two pills. One's red and one's green, right? Yeah. And one's a tranquilizer. One's tranquilizer, one's a vitamin. They just say it's vitamins, but it's a bit dodged, like it messes them up. Really high on it. Wait, given the pills by who? The teachers? The teacher. Mm-hmm. The school is messy. It's an orphanage. Like okay. it's really dodgy. So I think you should watch it. No, do you know what? I really trust your recommendations. I'm not going to lie. Like, remember you told me to watch Little Fires Everywhere? Yeah. Bro, I thought, what the hell is this? I finished that in, I think, two days. Really? Banged through it. I haven't watched it yet. 
watch Little Fires watch. everywhere. Pistol is good. I think I have good, good recommendations personally. I, I'll tell you the truth. Queen's Gambit, decent. I wouldn't mm. say wow. The world is saying wow, but I also just think the world is looking for an escape right now. Okay. Mm. That's why they're they're loving Queen's Never Gambit. Mm. I've been watching Sister Sister. Oh, uh, it's on it's on Netflix now. Yeah, and Girlfriends. I never watched Girlfriends when it was out initially. What's Girlfriends? I feel like I saw the um the like I scrolled over it on Netflix yesterday. Is it, and is it the is the picture of four black girls or five yeah. black girls? Or yeah. So it's Tracy Ellis Ross and some other people I don't know. But <laughs> that was such a bad introduction. <laughs> <laughs> but it's literally just a I think it's just a show about just being a black woman. And mm. they I get the jokes now. I know that if I was like 12 and I was watching it, I would not have understood so what was going on. Or there are loads of like sexual innuendos and things Sexual like that. innuendos, but also just situations that are happening to us now mm. that you would have never thought about. When you're 12, you're like, oh my gosh, like what? But now it's like, oh, this is juicy. Ooh, yeah, it's relatable. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a sex in the city, but just with black women. Exactly. That's okay. that's what it is. That sounds That's lit, actually though. a really good pitch. <laughs> that Mate, I'm going to watch that. <laughs> that. That's what it is. But the thing is so, like, the issue, you know, shows that are from like the '90s or early 2000s, they always have that like laughing track, like that. <laughs> mm, the fake, right, the yeah. fake, thing, the fake yeah. laughter. But I think with girlfriends, it's like they've muted it, so it comes on like half hearted. So it's like, haha, and then it stops, <laughs> and it just, it just kills the bit weird. <laughs> it kills the- so, so how are you enjoying the show when it's like that? I don't know. Just ignore it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But sister, sister, I can't lie. That show is very funny. Mm. It's, it has aged very well and it's not like I thought it was going to be a bit cringe like because I used to love The Proud Family didn't yes, you? and yeah. I watched it recently I was like it doesn't slap the same way the theme tune's mm. amazing but the actual show itself is like this is for children mm. whereas Sister Sister consistent they've mm. actually done very well I'm not going to lie I didn't all of these shows I never watched growing up what not like I have not watched The Proud Family Girlfriends Sister Sister I feel quite ashamed to say it which is why I really want to go back and watch them Watch it. So, yeah. That's next Do you know, I find is. that interesting, um, P, because you have an older sibling. Yeah. So I thought I maybe do. your older sibling would put you on to them sort of shows because that's the only reason I feel like I was watching the one-on-ones and yeah. uh, obviously you watch My Life and Kids. Yeah, I did watch that. Do you know what I mean? Them sort yeah, of shows because yeah. of my older sisters, really. I don't know what happened. Did I mean, you have Did you like... have Trouble? Remember that channel? No, I just, I don't know the channel of Trouble. I... What? Guys, did you have the Skybox? No. Oh, this is your problem. <laughs> That's the problem. I was one of those kids that barely had Sky mm. growing yeah, up. Yeah. Mm. It was long. It was actually mm. long. Are you a freeview mm. guy? We, we had everything. I remember we used to have one weird box. We just used to call it cable. I don't know. It was just like a weird <laughs> black box here with like the time in red. It was so was it? weird, but it had, it had like Fox Kids, it had Disney Channel, it had everything. Then we moved to Sky for a bit. Obviously, it got too expensive. You get rid of that. Yeah. Then yeah. we moved to like Virgin and Freeview. We've had everything, to be honest. Wow, so I was able to watch a lot. Nice. So it, it was. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to rub that like, salt in your wounds. No, no, no. That, but cool. <laughs> like it it's was. all right. It's all right. Um, also, I did watch Emily in Paris. No. Oh. Did you guys watch that? I did not like that show. Is this on Netflix? Like it? it is. That I've was the most trending show for at least four weeks yeah. on Netflix. People tweeting about it. It's basically about this American girl who goes to Paris and she's so ignorant. She doesn't speak any French yeah. and everyone wants to have sex with her. It doesn't make... Oh my God, yeah. It's so stupid. But it was a guilty pleasure. Like I actually mm. enjoyed watching it. Speaking so of I guilty w- pleasures, <laughs> sorry Peter, cut you. No, that's cool. I think that's a good question before we start because I really want to say what my... TV guilty pleasure is right now. You look what is, so what's shocked. What's your guilty pleasure? There's one show on BBC, yeah, called Angels of the North, yeah. Is it good? And it's about a hair salon. In, it, in Liverpool? In Newcastle. Oh, Newcastle. oh, my day is so... Like, you know when I'm watching it, 
I'll get invested in their lives to the point where I care about things that are so relevant. Like one of them will have a date and they'll be talking to the, the other girls on the shop floor about, yeah, I'm going to go on this date. And I'll be thinking, I hope the date goes well, man. <laughs> like the show is good. It's so weird because it's so normal. It's like about nothing in reality, isn't it? It's just yeah. their normal lives. Some of them get pregnant. Some of them do that. But it's, I don't know, but like, I love it. And yeah. it's so weird. I never thought I would. I think I'm changing. I've seen it on BBC Three a couple of times, but I mm. just didn't, I didn't. So you wouldn't it. like it, man. You I generally don't care about it. I know I would do. <laughs> okay, guys. So today we are talking about the film called Rocks by Teresa Okoko. And it's a film that I genuinely loved. Did you guys like it? Like, what I loved you? it. I really thought it was so good. I watched it twice. I cried both times. I think it's exceptional, personally. I agree with P. Mate. And I think it was just great because I didn't go to a girls' school. I went to all boys' school. Mm. So that whole experience, I've only got to live through it through conversations with like my missus or my sisters or my female friends, yeah. But watching it was just... Because I was watching it with my missus. So as we're watching it, she's telling me, oh my God, we used to do that. Like this actually used to happen and it's making me more invested and feel like the the film is true to life in it yeah. and everybody likes authenticity so i thought it was a sick film and it was a great depiction of london young girl culture if you know what i mean exactly wait patricia mm. can you just can you just say what rocks is about actually to anyone who doesn't know yeah so basically rocks is about well it's about rocks and her younger brother emmanuel and one day their mum goes missing essentially and she only leaves a note and an envelope full of cash and it's basically how Rox fends with her younger brother Emmanuel and how she depends on her friends um and all the while they're just basically trying to keep social services away from from them basically yeah so and I think I think the reason why this story is so important as a whole is just because I feel like I know people that this has happened to. For real? On Like the rock story is like, I know this story personally. Like I've seen people have mm. this situation where let's say that their parents just are working or something's happened and they have to look after their siblings and social services gets involved. And that's just how your whole life is turned upside down. Mm. And mm. I just, I think, I don't know. I liked it because... As much as it was serious, there was just so much banter. Oh, so yeah, <laughs> they had like a good energy, like their friendship group. Mm. Like they would just randomly like start dancing, and their jokes were actually funny. So funny <laughs> that like it was just so it was just such a feel good. It's, I love films that are able to tackle really serious themes mm. and just make still give that film a feel good factor. Like that's mm. a hard line to kind of yeah. do you know what I mean? It's a hard thing to balance, but I think they struck the balance perfectly. Yeah, I think it's even the little thing. I think the the humour came from the small thing. Like, do you remember when um the teacher was telling all the girls like he was he was literally just telling them what to do and then one girl had the sunglasses on. That's how she came into <laughs> class. Do you do you not see that? Like yeah, on the stairs. in girls' schools, there's a teacher always on the stairs correcting mm -hmm. everyone. Oh yeah, school. I remember the part you were talking So when about your skirt now. is too short or something, <laughs> yeah. and then one girl she's literally walking in with sunglasses, <laughs> like, you know that's not allowed. Why are you doing do you not remember that? I remember no. that part. I remember that yeah, part. I remember that part, but I didn't know that that was normal in a girls' school. That's like to have someone there checking your uniform. Literally, because I went to a girls' school and if your skirt was too short, they'd bring out like a ruler and be like, guys, your Is skirts are too deep? short or you have earrings, there's piercings, take it out. Like everything it was literally being policed straight away. Every so, day. That's mad. Yeah, like days or assembly days or just if there's that teacher, mm. you know, the person who just hasn't got anything else to do with their mm, lives. Mm, That's miserable. You know? Mm. But yeah. But did you guys relate to anything in the film? That's a good question, you know? Mm. 
I think my perspective on it is always going to be a bit different simply just because I'm a guy at the end of the day, isn't it? Mm. So that younger experience is, is very different from that young man experience. But I feel like because we come from the same sort of areas, I was able to relate to just the way they talk. Even their banter. Like, yeah. I, that was one of my favourite things about the film because I've obviously never been in a girl group. Mm. So I don't know <laughs> what sort of banter girl groups really have. But, but isn't it similar to boys? It's so banter? similar. Like the way they'll stick it on their teacher, just oh, like wait. just funny stuff. Like so I could relate to just their their energy, their vibe, if you know what I mean. You know when they're talking to their teachers and like there was a point where one of the girls was like, Are you on your period, sir? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was so offended. <laughs> but that oh response was the most genuine response. <laughs> that that's offensive. That, that, that. <laughs> we, we, we. <laughs> and he went on a whole tirade. Oh my god. Were you guys that kid in school? Did it did it not give you throwback? Were you rude? Jerome, were you rude? I was a good you in school mm, I, I was good that. I was yeah I believe it good you. I'm just not a rude person innit okay. but I'll be the, I'll get I only get in trouble for like talking too much but if I if I got in trouble when I felt like I shouldn't have been in trouble then I'll, I'll okay. tell the teacher do you know what I mean but I'll never be rude though I had too much respect I feel like you were the student that would want to be friends with the teacher like to wow, avoid doing work so you hear what this you girl's would... saying <laughs> no, no, the you think it's a teacher's no pet? no you know there's always that student that would just talk about the teacher's life Oh, like would, chat you, to the teacher. Yeah, and then no, you wouldn't do right. any work. Well, you can read people like that, yeah? Of course. <laughs> you would be the one that would be like, oh, so what did you do the weekend? And then it would just be a long conversation yeah, no, I, and you wouldn't do any I work. I could do that still. I could actually do that. Wow. I love those people. Wow. You need them. You, you need someone like work. that in the class. Oh, oh my days. Mate. You need that. I don't know. Secondary school. I didn't enjoy secondary school. At the time, I didn't know I didn't enjoy it. Mm. But as I'm comparing it to the rest of my life, I didn't enjoy secondary school. So what was it like wow. watching rocks for you then? Was you like... I don't know what words to use without making it sound too deep. I, I wouldn't say resentful that you didn't have that experience, but do you know what I mean? No, because we still had that experience. Like, mm. I think it it definitely showed an inner city London experience, definitely. Mm. But I still related to a lot mm. of the things or even just the conversations that you have or the things that they do. Like, I definitely understood where it was going, what was happening, but... I, I think it was just one of those things I appreciated it, mm. if that makes sense. Because mm. I know people that would have gone through the experience, but even though it wasn't mine personally, it felt authentic. Mm. It felt yeah. like a documentary. It didn't even it feel did. like That's a film. I think they did an open casting for that did film. Because my friend lives in Hackney and she mm. said that her sister almost went to it. Went to it. Mm. But she was the one that told me that they did an open casting for it. And I feel like that's even nicer because it's just like, it just adds to the... The to the, yeah, no, facts. you know and the fact it gave opportunity to probably a lot of young budding actors who may yeah. not have agents or something like that they just really thought you know i want to try my hand at it and i think you can kind of see that in the actual film yeah. like especially um her somalian best friend sorry i forgot her name Samaya. Samaya. she Samaya. is one of the sickest actors it's like it's like she was just there and someone just put a camera on and she was just being herself the whole <laughs> yeah. time yeah but that real. added so, so much to the film it, Do you know what I mean? it definitely did and even like because they're not actors they're actors now but when they when they shot the film they weren't actors mm. Mm. and Teresa Okoko because I was watching like interviews and stuff apparently the girls would message her and literally say like oh this film would be so much better if there were real actors involved like they felt so insecure because they weren't professional they didn't know that I don't know how to describe it. When you're doing it, you don't know your ability. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing to see the response. And I just hope this really launches their career. What's the word for that? Yeah. Did they have like imposter syndrome or something? Yeah, exactly. Probably it probably yeah. was imposter syndrome. Like you're, you're literally come from school. You're still in secondary school. Next thing you know, you're on a movie set mm. with a bunch of a directors nice. and all these people. Like I can imagine yeah. it's intimidating. Massive culture shock. Massive Definitely. culture shock. Wow. Was there anything that you didn't like about the film or anything that stood out to you as a whole? 
didn't like is like a strong sentiment. Okay. But the ending, which I think is provides good opportunity for you two, the ending, oh my days, man. I don't know, man. The ending made sense. Do you know what I mean? And it was a nice kind yeah. of feel-good ending. But I just, because I like the film so much, I just wanted to know more. Mm. Maybe they might do a number two or something. I don't know how they'll do it, but I wanted to know more, man. I feel like for that reason is why I love the film. Mm. I felt like the ending was just so perfect because I felt like life just doesn't have neat endings and I felt mm. like the ending wow. really articulated that. Deep. That's the I real English even... literature coming out. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> I don't even want a part two. Like, mm. I thought it was really sad, um, but it was just like such a calm ending. Like mm. it felt like Rox had like come, she was at peace. It was sad the way it came about, but it just felt like, do you know what? Emmanuel is, I've seen him happy mm. and I know he'll be okay. And I felt like that was the moment that she kind of let go. And that's an that's an ending in itself. It's true. Life yeah. goes on at the end of the day, man. And that's what mm. it's true. Do you know what? I tried to cry, but I watched the film with my mom. Oh. And my mom, do you know, this is why I really... <laughs> smiling. I said watching my mom. But let me tell you, like, this one I realised there's generational differences mm-hmm. with how we see situations. Mm. Because from the minute... I was like, mom, this film's going to be so sick. It's amazing. From the minute it turned on... And there was Snapchat and the camera was shaky. Mm. I was like, what's this? What's the meaning of this? Mm. And my mom's commentary on everything. She's just like, why would the mother leave her? No mother should ever do that. I was just like, mom, no, there's so much more to this. And it's just about like, I feel like she she wasn't given, she didn't, because this is like an art house film. And I feel like if you enter it with a commercial commercial lens, you don't understand it. And that's what I think. 100%. Literally, it's like it's like what I was telling you like yesterday about like Rotten Tomatoes and mm. how when I watched that Saint Maud film, mm. Rotten Tomatoes said it'll be ninety nine, and I thought it was one out of hundred. <laughs> That's simply because when I watched it, I just weren't in the mood for that artistic lens. But the yeah. good thing about Rocks is that I didn't even think about. I didn't know it was like an art house film. I'd, to be honest, I don't think it is fully, but mm. I can understand it has because in comparison to any other film that you see that's mainstream or br- black British mm-hmm. that you've seen, it was definitely more definitely artistic. Different. The way it's short, it's even shaped. It feels like a documentary. 100%. So yeah, mm. that's that's my opinion on it. You didn't say if there's anything you um, yeah, disliked you about it. Anything? Oh, um, anything I disliked? Um, to be honest, I, I liked the film as a, I think as a whole, it did mm. very well. And I don't think there's anything I would have changed about it because it's the film that we needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you say Wait, that, what, do you, so, what that? do you mean? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Um, I mean that for a long time, Black British people have been saying all the films we see is about knife crime. All mm. the films we see about gun and this and that. We never see any Black women in films that aren't crazy. And this is it was just real, mm-hmm. very authentic. And I think that she just laid the groundwork to show that we can have normal stories. Hundred percent. Like this same thing could have happened to a white person, and yeah. we would watch it. Do you get what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's I feel true. like. It's just, it's the breath of fresh air. And I think it's like a watershed moment that just allows for so many more films like this mm. to be made. Well, you reckon it's that impactful, yeah? Mm-hmm. Do, you not, do you guys not think so? I think so, yeah. I do, but I've only thought about it now that you said it. Do you know what I mean? After mm. I finished watching it, I didn't look at it through that lens of comparing it to like other black British films. I just, do you know what I mean? I just took it in isolation. But when you do look at it like that, I feel like you have to look at it the yeah. way you put it. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. I don't know. I just I just think we're in an age where Black British content is going to get so much better. Mm. Like this yeah. is definitely is raised the bar. Personally, I think it's the, I personally think it's the best Black British thing that I've seen. Mm. But obviously people will compare it to like Blue Story and all these different things. But 
this is the genre I like. I like good vibes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. And that. it was just, it was nice. It was sweet. And yeah, so I haven't got anything I'd change about it. I think that's why I'm, the next section of the podcast is going to be pretty difficult for <laughs> yeah. Mate, oh mate, my God. mate, mate, it's going to be difficult for you too, I'll be honest. It's really going to be difficult. difficult. But I think it's, it's, it's a bit of fun, isn't it? It's just what we'd say if, if certain things didn't happen, mm. what could have happened? One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We're moving on to the second half of the podcast where Desi and I take a scene from the show and come up with our own versions of what should have happened. Our guests will pick their favourite and you guys can join in using the hashtag TWBpod. Okay, so the part that we're focusing on today or the alternative storyline that we're coming up with is from the middle of the film where Rox and her brother have been fending for themselves and have been avoiding their flat and Miss Booker, their teacher, knocks on the door to see how she is. So Patricia, oh, you're going first this time. Oh my God. I went first Are last you time. No, you lot should do a rock, paper, scissors. There we go. Let's go. Okay, so my pitch is going to be Mrs. Booker knocking on the door, but Rox does answer. Rox's teacher, Mrs. Booker, knocks on the door and then on the window when she gets no answer. She's worried and calls out in desperation. Rox is inside debating what to do before deciding to open the door. Emmanuel is in the bedroom taking a nap. Mrs. Booker follows Rox into the living room, taking in the half-eaten dishes and dirty plates. She screws her nose up because the room smells a little musty. Mrs. Booker, concerned, asks what's been going on and why she hasn't been at school. There's a long pause because Rox isn't sure she can trust Mrs. Booker. She eventually breaks down and admits that she doesn't know where her mum is, that all she has is a note and barely any money left. Mrs. Booker hugs her and they share a tender moment together. But then Mrs. Booker ruins it when she whispers that she needs to call someone. Rox can't stay here alone looking after Emmanuel. Rox spirals into an outburst, betrayed, yelling that she can't do that because she doesn't want to be separated from her brother. At that moment, Emmanuel walks into the room, having just woken from his nap. Mrs. Booker takes him in and makes a critical decision in that moment. She says Rox and Emmanuel can stay with her for a bit while she tries to find their mum, so they pack a bag and go to hers. As the day goes by, Emmanuel and Rox feel more and more like family, and feels comfortable having them around. She starts to put in less effort trying to find their mum. Meanwhile, social services are continuing to apply pressure. P, P? that was that was good. <laughs> you told the story really well, and I was really able to like, what's the word? Envision? No, I don't, envision it. Envision it. Sorry, yeah. yeah. 
That was good. We so you like it? I can't lie, Patricia. That was really good. It was sick. It was playing well. That was really Thank good. you. Wow. Go well. souls, you're up, mate. Two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in my storyline, Miss Booker knocks on the door and there's no response. Yeah? Is that mm-hmm. clear? Mm-hmm. Cool. Rox hasn't been to school for a few days and her teacher, Miss Booker, has started to notice. After dance class, she asks the mayor about her whereabouts but gets nothing. So she decides to go to Rox's house to investigate. We're outside Rox's flat and Miss Booker knocks on the door but no one answers. Instead, her nosy neighbour opens the door, assuming that Miss Booker is related or something, and decides to spill the tea about the kids. Upon hearing the news, Miss Booker writes her phone number on an envelope containing £20 and slides it through the letterbox. Meanwhile, Rox and her brother have been tiptoeing around the estate, avoiding the eyes of her neighbours and the social. She comes home and finds the envelope but doesn't call Miss Booker. Instead, she uses the money to pay for gas and electricity. The next day at school, Miss Booker asks Samaya to get Rox to come in. It takes a bit of convincing, considering the argument that the girls had had, but Samaya swallows her pride, rallies up her friends and comes up with a plan on the bus home from school. That night, they go home and steal leftovers from their houses and ask their mum to cook traditional dishes. They carry their sleeping bags and food and meet outside Rox's flat. They knock on the front door, but no one answers. Samaya has a feeling that Emmanuel's home alone. She does a special knock on the door and he opens it, clocking that it's her. He says that Rox is out buying groceries. The girls excitedly rush into the house and set up all the food banquet style. They turn off the lights and go silent as they hear Rox approach the door. She enters and they yell, surprise! But she bursts into tears in complete shock. The girls laugh, catch up and make her feel like herself again. But suddenly there's a banging at the door. It's the police. The neighbour called, reporting a noise complaint from underage minors. That's my story. That's my pitch. That was good. We'll leave it I I really like both the pictures because I feel like, from me listening, I'm going to be able to like bring up different themes that I don't know if you lot thought about them on purpose, but some things spring to mind. But Souls, that was good as well. Great timing. (laughs) Great, great pitch. What's the word? Um, Great tone. Great tone. Yeah, I liked both of them. Thank you. So, Jerome, mm-hmm. you've heard both of our pictures. You've heard what we think could have potentially happened in the film. Mm. These, there's completely two different storylines completely. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What are your thoughts? I really like them. I think in terms of similarities, I like the fact that they both showed that she got help from people she cared about. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, in yours especially, P, I like the fact that it was the teacher. I don't want to bring up race and stuff. Go fact, for it. You sure? Go for it. But I just like the fact that it was it was the black teacher. Because you know in school, depending on what school you went to, there was always that maybe that one or two or three black teachers that you knew genuinely cared about you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And Miss Booker definitely seems like that teacher in yeah. the school. So just the fact that she was the one that, that loved rocks enough to be like, you know what, rocks. Um, you can come wait she came to stay with she, she came to she st- let yeah. them stay yeah but then what happened after that oh shit we don't know we don't know we don't know but yeah I like that the yeah. fact that it was that sort of person that figure that really became the mother figure to Roxanne looked after her and her, um, her and her little brother and then with Souls your one I like the fact that it really showed that community spirit 
Do you know what I mean? Because that's something that nowadays, especially in like inner city London, some people might feel like it's kind of dwindling, like it's like it's not really there anymore. But just the fact that she had her friends and then on top of that, her friends' mums yeah. who, oh, at the end of the day, owe nothing to rocks. Like at the end of the day, they didn't abandon rocks. They don't have to be the ones that have to go and look after her or give her money or do this. Really came together and um, helped her. And then on top of that, your ending seemed realistic. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because P, with your one, yeah, mm. I was looking at it thinking, all right, cool. Um, the teacher's looking after these two. But in reality, does that happen? Because it's like, is it seen as like a conflict of interest for teachers to be looking after pupils and things like that? And I'm sure you thought it's about a, these things as well. Do you know what I mean? Techie, it's sure. techie. It came across my mind. It's techie. But I feel like that's what kind of adds to the drama because mm. she knows that's something that she shouldn't have she done, done that. Yeah. But it felt like her moral duty to do it. Like you said, she was a teacher that actually cared for her students mm-hmm. and she hated to see Rox and Emmanuel so vulnerable. Mm. And so it was kind of this conflict of... Risking your career. Yeah, risking mm-hmm. what, your career for like something that you actually care about and something that you wanted to do. Sorry to keep making similarities, but I think both of your stories just show the distrust we have for like certain institutions or institution like institution yeah. in general the system the system yeah. maybe that's because of who we are where we sit within society but the fact that in both the kind of groups no one wants to tell no one wants rocks to be with social services yeah. and if you dip the situation this is literally how old is she 14 15 a 15 year old girl and her six seven year old brother or whatever fending for themselves but why do you think that is though sorry like why um, I think it's because okay, I think as black people, yeah, we like there's just certain things that it's an unspoken rule that you know it's not that it's us and them, but it's like you know that people don't have your best interests at heart, mm-hmm. and you, as much as they say that they do, you know when push comes to shove that you will be the first one to be kicked to the curb, hundred percent. Right. And I think as a community, we know that. Mm. And I think that's what it shows so clearly in the film, mm-hmm. rocks to be honest. But souls. Mm. Was that part of your thought process when you came to make up your ending, if you, if you know what I mean? Yeah, because I wanted to show that... Oh my gosh, Jerome, you're asking good questions. I like <laughs> this. I wanted to show that um, the neighbour was the op in that situation mm. because she's the one that called the police and she called the social services. And it's those ones that it's like, as much as you're friendly with people and you show them that like um, they act like they care, you know when the nitty gritty comes down to it, mm. they're not on your side. She didn't even like, because even in the film, she didn't even try and like fully interact or get involved. Like it was very much a nosiness. Mm. It wasn't like a, I care about you. It's like, oh, what's going on there? Mm. And I wanted to show that in my in my storyline. I have a question though for your pitch. Yes, let's go for it. <laughs> so you know when like all the students that are asking their parents to cook a dish, was that at, like at any point did the parents be like, why am I doing this? Is rocks okay? Because like... Um, well, I just saw it as them. I don't even think they explicitly told their mums mm. what they were cooking it for. They're just like, oh, mum, can I take can I take this from this? Or, oh, mum, there's leftover this. Can I take this? And I think yeah. they all just wanted to do their part. Because, like, remember, their goal was to just get rocks to come to school and to, like, listen to what Miss Booker has to say. It what wasn't, was she going to say? I don't know. <laughs> Fair. I don't know what she was going to say. No, she pro- In all honesty, she would probably had to call social services. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at least it would have been willingly with background information and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So, mm. yeah, that's that's how I saw it. And P, remember the question that you asked Souls about um, the distrust? Where do you think it comes from? 
I feel like it's what Odessa said because I feel like a lot of people will relate to sort of your parents having to leave the house mm. and they're just like don't open the door to anyone mm. and you'll be left at, like at home having to look after your siblings or whatever mm-hmm. but I feel like it's it's just a distrust thing I feel like when you're like seen as the other in society I feel like you're just overly protective mm-hmm. of your own wow. and I feel like that means keeping outsiders away like not only our social services kind of like an institution but they're it can easily be seen as a sort of intrusive thing like mm-hmm. they're gonna know too much about us our family dynamic and when you come from a family that requires the children to have to be independent like if your parent has to work extra hours mm. or they're really busy you kind of have to do certain things that might go against what the social services says, yeah. exactly Facts. expect and it's just like it doesn't make you a bad mother but it's just like this is the situation this is your reality. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i have to be able to leave my kids alone and trust that they'll be independent but i'm sorry that that's against the state rules but mm. what it's else the, am i going to do as a parent it's the reality of a lot a lot of black kids 100%. to yeah. be honest like it's not it's just one of those things that maybe it's an african thing Mm. but just in the fact like what happens in our house stays in our house house, and you're not here to go and tell everyone what's going on exactly so Mm -hmm. yeah wow man you don't show everyone your your dirty laundry as they say exactly yeah exactly but no this is going to be so hard for me to choose you know (laughs) i'm not going to lie because i feel like it depends just on the way you look at it in terms of realism Mm. i feel like souls your one is a lot more realistic Mm. do you know what i mean and pete in terms of maybe feel good wanting to watch Mm yours do you know what i mean but what 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 are my metrics so before jerome picks his favorite pitch Mm -hmm. you have 10 seconds to say why he should pick you are you ready i'm ready your clock starts now i feel like you should pick mine because i get across all the key themes but with some extra drama and some spice you get the friendship you get the trust the mistrust your time is up (laughs) that was good though Cool. That was really good. I can't even lie. That hey, was really good. This was coming Whoa. hard today, yo. She coming hard. All right. Go on, Adesi. Okay, let's go. Right. 10 seconds from now. Jerome, I think you should pick mine because I feel like it was authentic and it was in line with the film. It gave a real and honest perspective. And I love the aspect of sisterhood. Sisterhood All is right, what the time's film. up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Ah! You were getting very comfortable. I, mean, I was. I can't even lie. I can't lie. Like, I was doing my slow speed. Oh, mm-hmm. I should have been faster. Hey, what did that 10 seconds to end? She thought, no, nah, this girl's getting ahead of steam, mate. Let me stop this. Ooh. So, JT, you've heard. This is so hard, man. You've heard us. What, what do you think? Who are you picking? <sighs> this is so hard. I want to watch both, man. But do you know what? Yeah. The one I would want to watch more. Have to give it to peace. Though. I know it. I'd have to give it to peace. Though. Oh my gosh. P, congratulations. Congrats. You lot both smashed it. Don't get me wrong. Like I actually want to see <laughs> both of that. But I think with P, it's it was I think she was lucky in the sense that she had um her answer in the door. Yeah. Whereas your narrative was a bit closer to, yeah. to what actually happened, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. So I obviously want to see like, oh, something completely different. Like, I'd love to see who, who I don't know what country Miss Miss Booker's from. Maybe mm. she's from the Caribbean, what would rocks what it would be like her looking after two Nige kids and that mm. maybe having to make pound of jam yeah. and that <laughs> do you know what I'm saying 
because that would be sick to watch. But no, you lot smashed that. I can't lie, man. Thank Souls, you. commiserations. P, congratulations. <laughs> this guy's a kind judge. <laughs> You're so kind. Remember, so I said kind. I was brutal. No, I'm probably not brutal. <laughs> no, you're not. Patricia, you know what? Props to you. You are the winner. So, what am I? Storytime queen. Storytime queen. You for, are. For now. For now. So you so got you another chance. Burst my bubble. No. I couldn't even have the victory for like two minutes. Okay. <laughs> Patricia, you are Storytime Queen of the Week. We give you props to you. Everyone, thank round you, of applause. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well done. You genuinely, genuinely <laughs> deserve it. All right, guys. So that's it for this episode of That Would Bang. We hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed it because Did- I won. Because <laughs> so. you won. Yeah, but this was a good chat. Too. It was a great chat. You were a great judge. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, guys, so that's it for this episode of That Would Bang podcast. As you can see, Patricia is the winner, so we're happy about that. Um, if you liked what you heard, make sure you give us a five-star rating and drop a cheeky review. It helps us. Yeah, and if you have any suggestions on the film or TV show that we should discuss next week, then you can also comment that and let us know. You can follow me at Adi Adesi on Instagram and on Twitter. And you can follow me at double underscore PDVR on Instagram and underscore PDVR on Twitter. You are that person with the most <laughs> difficult handles. <laughs> no, but it was taken on Instagram. I had to do two underscores. It's all right. It's all right. It um, sounds good, though. It's got the rolls off the tongue. Does it? Thank yeah, you. underscore PDVR, right? Yeah, fam. Double underscore. <laughs> Double. Chill. Chill. <laughs> and we cannot forget our brilliant judge. Thank you. JT, plug yourself. Thank you. So you can find me on Instagram at, at JT High Street Hunter. Um, YouTube as well WMTV that's the that's the channel that I run at the moment um, the home of independent fashion love it but yeah man guys thank you so much for having me man this was sick you lot onto some real money here you know oy, oy. <laughs> until next week see bye you later bye. Bye. peace 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 that's it for today's episode guys we hope you enjoyed it and if you did follow us at the TWB pod on Instagram and Twitter Or you can join in the conversation using the hashtag TWBpod. If you like what you heard, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Acast app, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you love what you heard, drop a rating and a cheeky review. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.